Welcome to the Luke Messias Show. So many grassroots conservative activists have reached out, commented on the show, emailed, texted, called, all saying, hey, everything that we need to do in Texas isn't happening. These are things we talk about on the, <laughs> on the regular here. I wanted to come to you, and if you're listening to this, uh, it's actually, I've pre-recorded this show because my wife had a baby. And so I pre-recorded one or two episodes that I knew any of you would be able to listen to anytime. So I am at home with a newly born child and you are gonna get me overviewing with you today, what are the things that we should be doing? The legislative session is done, campaign season is starting to come upon us. If we want Texas to look different when we come back in 2025, what do we have to do differently? What are specific things that each and every one of us can do to be in a better position, to move our state in the right direction? And I'm gonna overview those with you today. Let's get to the show. On this show, one of the things I'm really proud about is that the people that come and engage with our content every single week are doers. They're people actively throughout the state trying to accomplish something, trying to get more done. They're not just observers. They're not just listeners. They're not just people who sit on the sidelines. They're people actively in the arena on a regular basis. And so many of you are doing some of the things I'm going to talk about today, but I do think if we go through the list, and even for myself, as I sat down and started to make a list of things that all of us should do for the next nine months, I realized some of these things I still have opportunities to do even better. So this is as much a reminder for me as uh, hopefully a helpful list for you. I want to start out by saying that one of the things that every single person watches and listens to this show on a regular basis should be joining a local group and or if you're joined with a local group, you need to grow that local group, okay? Now, this could be the True Texas Project who have satellite groups all throughout Texas. If you're not familiar with them, definitely join their email list, go to their website, True Texas Project, engage, see who they have because if you're in Bear County or Harris County or Erath or Tarrant or a bunch of other places in the state, they have organized groups, Brazos County, College Station area. So if you're not part of one, join, okay? At a minimum, you need to be plugged in. This is like the, the pastors that do all the online content that they put out and then some of them will put videos at the end that say, hey, I just want to make sure that what I'm doing and you consuming this is not replacing you being engaged at a local church level. Okay. So I kind of think that of this as the same as that. This is basically just saying, hey, you might be looking at things all across the state, but if you're not doing something locally, I don't care if you're in a blue county, a red county, wherever you are, plug in, get engaged. If you're already engaged, think, what can we do to grow this group? Okay, if this group is a group of 40 people, it needs to be 50. 50, it needs to be 60. I'm encouraged. I know of counties that nine months ago had no organized conservative group, no local group of conservative activists that were meeting on a monthly basis, and today do. And they might only have 30 or 40 people. But you know what? That's 30 or 40 more than were ever organized. And those 30 or 40 people, when it comes to trying to take that county as a whole and move it to the right, and moving it to the right includes elections, moving it to the right includes local actions taken by local governing bodies. If you want to know what it takes to get a school board to actually get rid of the pornography out of the school library, what it takes to get the county government to start taking stronger actions, it takes local activists being organized. So again, this is going to help move things to the right across the board 
plug in with a local group if you don't know what's going on. Guys, it could be in Parker County, they have the Parker County Conservatives, which is one of the most successful local organized groups. You have the True Texas Project. When I was in Comal County, I was 18 years old. Being, I was the president or at 19 of the Comal County Republican Club. It was just the straight up Republican Club. So it could be a Republican Club. You might even join a Republican Women's Club. Whatever it is, find something local, plug in, and start getting involved and organized. Spend a little bit of time dedicating some effort into that. That will make a difference. You should look up and see if you have a precinct chair in the Republican Party of Texas. Now, I will, I promise you that at least 20% of the people who engage with this show on a regular basis don't currently have a Republican precinct chairman. I'm telling you this because two years ago, I didn't have a Republican precinct chair. I looked it up where I live in San Antonio. I didn't have one. I filled out a one-page form, went down, submitted it to the Republican Party of Bear County, and was sworn in as a precinct chairman at the Republican Party of Bear County. And now I'm engaged. And that is a separate thing from even a local group. That's once a month, once a quarter, depending on the county. You're showing up. You're with all the other Republican precinct chairmen and your Republican chairman. You're going to be able to pass resolutions, take positions on issues. Can you imagine the difference between, let's say there was a state representative who was an incumbent Republican, and he took the wrong vote on certain issues last session. And you want him to take different votes. Now, there's a chance that he loses his primary because he voted like a liberal. And if that's the case, then you might have a better relationship with the guy who replaces him. He could retire. And now you're going to try to fight to replace him with as good a person as possible. Or he could still be your state representative. And statistically, the most likely scenario is any state representative you currently have is probably going to be your state representative when you come back. In a crazy world, you'd have 20 of these guys that didn't come back of the 150. So more than likely, you're dealing with the same legislator. How do you still change things if the same body exists? Well, we've talked about this on the show regularly. The reality is we got more out of 2023's legislative session than 2021. And though arguably you could say the Texas Senate was a couple votes more conservative and the Texas House was probably five, six, seven votes more conservative in my estimation, they still largely were the same legislative body, but they were doing a lot more. So if you're a Republican precinct chairman, your precinct's currently empty, you sign up, now you're a Republican precinct chair. Now, during the next legislative session, you can actually go to your Republican party and say, I have a resolution that says we are urging our state representative to support this bill. And this is a bill he opposed last time. And now the Republican party passes an official resolution. Maybe that gets sent to the local paper. Maybe they run a little story. Local Republican party urges representative so-and-so to reverse course on this issue. And now all of a sudden he says, hey, look, I don't want to be on the wrong side of my Republican party. Locally, they've taken an official public stance. They've never done that on an issue before. And now all of a sudden he goes and signs onto the bill that two years ago, he didn't want to touch. Do you see can you see how this would move things to the right? If your precinct chair position was open, you applied, you got engaged, and you took action, that could make a difference. Okay, so that's something for you to consider doing. So join a local group, help grow that group, look to see if your precinct position is open. If it's not, and you're a Republican, and you want to be engaged in the Republican Party of Texas, that's what I would do. I would sign up and engage and just show up and be part of those meetings and be in a position to move things to the right. There are events that local Republican clubs will have sometimes where you know, elected officials will come meet with the party. And now all of a sudden when they come to meet with just the 10, 15, if you're in a small county or a hundred Republican precinct chairs, you're there in the room. You can talk to them. And that's going to get into the next thing. I want you, before we get into the campaign side of things, I want you to meet your local and state officials that you don't know. Okay. 
And this goes back to the reality that for 90% of you, whatever local official you have today, your county judge, your state representative, your state senator, you are likely going to have two years from now. So one of the things that you need to try to do is to meet that person. Meet their chief of staff. Meet their district director. I get emailed, called, and texted all the time from people who say, hey, my representative, insert name, and it's some liberal Republican. My representative said this. I reached out to them. I texted them. I emailed them. This is what they told me. And the reason these people are able to do this is because they have some semblance of a relationship with their representative. And I get contacted by you, the, the viewers, the listeners, the people who are engaging with our content. Y'all reach out to me and say, this is what I got back because you actually have some form of relationship. It's actually really funny. I've had people reach out to me and say, hey, I need you to send me talking points on this bill or I need you to explain this thing, but I can't say I got it from you because my representative I talked to and they don't like you which is really funny and entertaining and fun. And so I have to like send talking points to people or describe a certain bill or an amendment that they can then send on to their representative as what they're asking, right? Not what they heard from me to ask. I don't care. Here's the good news. That means that there is a relationship. So if you don't have any type of relationship, you need to say in the next 18 months, I should be able to at least form some type of relationship with the district director, the chief of staff, the elected official. It's not hard to meet your county commissioner. It's not hard. And if you just have one meeting, talk to them about a couple issues, ask them about some policy, that would be helpful, okay? Now, what you need to not do is be one of those lame conservatives who forms some form of a relationship and now all of a sudden they're like, this is the best guy since sliced bread and I can't ever say anything bad about them. That's not your job. That's not your responsibility. Don't, you gotta, you gotta balance that situation, but do form some form, some type of a relationship. Citizens should dominate the conversations around culture and government. And to do that, we need to be informed. That's why Texas Scorecard exists, putting the news in context. We cover the stories that matter to you, the ones that you talk about around the kitchen table, not those dictated by politicians or coastal elites. Our mission is to help citizens move from media consumers to cultural and political influencers. The issues you care about, covered by people who share your values. Texas Scorecard, real news for real Texans. We are going to walk into an election cycle. And there's some things that I wanna remind each and every one of you to do that will significantly increase your impact that you're gonna have. What's the result you wanna see? There's going to be ballot initiatives that you wanna pass. There's going to be candidates that you wanna support, okay? So one of the things I want everyone to do is make a list of every single person that you know that you would like to vote in the next election. Make a list, put it on an Excel spreadsheet. Say, hey, here is a list of all the people that I know in my county, in my area, in my community that I would like to see vote in the next election. Names, emails, 
cell phones, okay? And then what you're going to do is during the next election cycle, you're gonna be able to contact this list of people, send out one email, and you're gonna say, early voting starts next week and here's who I'm voting for. And you're gonna give them a list of everybody you're voting for, okay? And you're gonna say, I've taken time and I'm engaged and I'm actually part of this local conservative group and I've met some of these people. I might've met my local official and I now know why I need to oppose him, right? But the point is, you're gonna say, this is who I'm voting for, this is where you vote, please go vote. And there are gonna be people on this list that you make, your cousin, somebody at your church that always talks to you about politics, local business owner you know, that would not vote if you do not contact them. So you're gonna make this list and say, here are 20 people I can get to vote. And really what you honestly did is probably for half of the people on that list, they weren't even gonna vote. So instead of you voting once, you've now voted a dozen times, 20 times, okay? There are conservatives who lost their election by less than 100 votes. If there were three or four people in a given house district that said, we're gonna find 20 of our friends, they'd have a different state representative today. So that's something to think about. If you're somebody who happens to be in a district that happens to be really close like that, and you never know if it's gonna be you. I've lived in districts that came down to very small margins, and I've lived in districts where we worked really hard and the right guy lost by 20% or won by 20%. And on election night, you're like, man, I could have taken the last week off, but you don't know. So take ownership, take responsibility, and just spend a little bit of time actually, you know, building that list out. That's what I would like y'all to do. When it comes to deciding where do you spend your time on races, I do want you to have one rule that you keep in mind. Never work for a candidate who's not working harder than you're going to work, okay? You're, and I will get calls, you will get calls, we will get messages from people who decide to run for office, okay? And one of my rules is if somebody reaches out to me, first, you know, I'm gonna vet them, I'm gonna ask them, are you conservative, and figure out all this stuff. But then I wanna see them actually put some work into it, right? So what one perfect rule is if you're a new candidate, you're running, I don't know if you're gonna work at all, I'll say, look, I've got a list of people that I can turn out to vote for you. I'm a very active member of this local Republican club. I'm a Republican precinct chairman. All these various different things, right? I would love to help you in whatever race you're running, but I will consider helping you after you've knocked on 1,000 doors. That's basically 10 days, 10 full days, of getting out there and talking to voters one-on-one. -on -one. And if a candidate comes back to you in a month and says, hey, I just knocked on my 1,000th door, you're like, this is somebody who's working way harder than I'm gonna work. And now I can put my time, talent, and treasure into it. That's just one easy way to filter it out. Who are you gonna spend your time working for? Some of you will end up in situations three months, four months from now, where you actually think, it's more beneficial for me to use my time, talent, and treasure to actually go spend campaign hours and dollars in a district that's not my own because I've met somebody running for office in my area. I've met some of the candidates and no one's putting in the work that it will take to be a real candidate. And so now I'm going to spend my time driving 30 minutes or an hour over to here where the battle really matters and where we actually have a chance of winning. 
So that is kind of an easy way to filter out, like who am I going to spend my time helping? What am I going to do with the time I have? We all have limited amounts of time from now till the election cycle. So don't work for candidates that are not gonna work harder than you're working, right? That's why I tell people running for office, put a little bit of your own money in. Knock on doors, do this. You need to be able to say, every time you ask somebody, can you give me $100, can you give me $500, that you're putting more than that in. Can you block walk doors with me on Saturday? If they're knocking a couple hundred doors, you need to have knocked a couple thousand doors. That's just what it takes. I've never met a conservative candidate who's fighting in the trenches as an elected official who didn't put in a massive amount of effort to get there. That's an easy way for you as an individual who's going to spend some time to kind of filter out where am I spending my time, my time, my talent, my treasure. I want you all to grow your network. So I talked about making that list, right? Make a list of all the people you know. You're going to turn them out. That's great. But I want you to think about how to grow that, right? And that means that if you go join a local conservative group, that you're actually meeting the people there, establishing some relationships, serving with them, alongside them, and growing that list of people who you're going to be able to influence to do more. Maybe recruit a couple people in to do similar things to what you're doing. So instead of just you being the one who's going to have a list of 20 or 30 people you're going to turn out, you have a list of a couple of your friends in the community that are all going to do the same thing. You sit down and say, we're all going to do it together. We're going to come back and meet in six months, and then we're all going to send our lists out together. So we know the five or six of us in the room are going to literally deliver hundreds of votes to the right candidate who's actually willing to step in and engage somebody who we need to get across the finish line. So growing your network could be that at your church, there are people that you haven't had over for dinner that you should practice hospitality with and bring into your home and meet and talk to. And then you realize, hey, we're pretty politically aligned as well. Great. I now know this person. There's an established relationship of trust. And now I can maybe see if they're interested in working with me to move things in the right direction. And I also want you to consider taking ownership of your precinct. I want you to consider taking ownership of your precinct. So all these other things that are happening, I will just tell you, your, even if you're not a Republican precinct chairman, your own neighborhood, I will tell you, if you just drop a letter to your neighborhood that says, hey, I'm voting and here's who I'm voting for. And it's, I mean, the Republican voters in your area is probably 80, 100 people, maybe 50, maybe 200. But just saying, when I go running in our neighborhood, I'll see, hey, this guy's got a big Trump sign in his yard. This person had a big Abbott sign. I live in a Democrat precinct, okay? So if you have a Trump sign or you had an Abbott sign against Beto, you're somebody who thinks a lot like me. So maybe I don't have time to go block walk my precinct and every Republican voter, but you know what I probably have time to do? Go to those specific homes that I have seen be very active and loud on this issue and go to them and say, hey, did you know that our I'm here, I'm supporting this state representative, he's my friend, or I'm supporting this guy who's running against my state representative and I've met him and I've also met our state representative and he voted for these things. And what you might not know is that that guy who has a massive Trump flag in his front yard doesn't know who his state representative is because a lot of these people aren't that engaged on the issues. And so you can now bring somebody in your local community on board with actually changing the direction of your community, changing the direction of your county, changing the direction of the state. 
So I hope that these are just a couple helpful things for you to be thinking about as you're thinking about all of the time you're going to spend from now till literally the end of 2024. What are the things you need to be doing to make sure that you're increasing your impact, that you're having an outsized impact, that you're punching above your weight? That's the goal of every single one of us. And if we can continue to do that, we will keep moving Texas in the right direction. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for giving me uh, a week off, maybe two, uh, to enjoy not only this little baby that's coming. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl, uh, not because we let them pick, but because we actually do it uh, the old-fashioned way. I tell people the Christian way. People get offended when I say that, but I'm saying it anyways. Anyways, we wait till the baby's born to know whether it's a boy or a girl, and, and then we spend that time. And I'm also taking the time because my wife would kill me if I decided to take uh, more than, you know, less than one, one or two days off. So I'm trying to take a little bit of time with my family. Thank you for giving me that time, but also still engaging with all the stuff we're putting out. Please continue to double down on all the efforts we have to make Texas a better place. May God bless you and may God bless the great state of Texas. Thank you for listening to the Luke Messias Show. To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.